2014. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 226 of 40 Going On 14, and I am Mike. I'm Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh, and we're here this year to annually remember the time I called Ed Sheeran a gigantic ginger infant. <laughs> Seriously, is he ne- ever going to stop being in the now for the top ten for the No, I, I think he may have heard the podcast and took it as a challenge, because every single time we do this show, Ed Sheeran is here now. Yeah, I'm going to write another hit song. <laughs> I like Sheeran, sorry. Was that the penguin? Did you just say you like <laughs> urine? What? <laughs> what is going on here? I don't know. Well, if it's you like urine, if you like peeing on it, doesn't? <laughs> uh, you'll probably also like the shows of the Podcast Collective, including Beyond Ed Sheeran, Dating Baggage, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, Tales from the Hard Side, and of course, The Red Dead Radio Hour. All right. Um... <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, NoonFM.com, and all other podcasting directories, you can find us there. Whoa. Geek Life Radio at 12 noon on Saturdays and 708 Now Wrap. That's 708 669 9727 if you want to call us and tell us if you want to pee on Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Joel slowly raises his hand. <laughs> Oh, uh, also, we are going to be out in Bourbonnais, Illinois, at LodgeCon 2017. Uh, we're going to be doing a panel and recording a live show, and also fighting for our trophy against the uh, pot, the Geek Awakens podcast with a game of headbands. Dun dun dun! Which they're going down. We'll level the field out a little bit more than apparently Money Python love. Maybe. But remember, we have all they, they the. Thought they loved Monty Python. <laughs> then they met us. <laughs> I think. I think the, my favorite part of that was when they were like, "We appreciate the fact that you're singing these songs, but there's so many we've never heard of." <laughs> <laughs> we could have just been making shit up for the last ten minutes. We yeah. weren't, but yeah, <laughs> they were all just Ed Sheeran songs. <laughs> <laughs> Mike almost spit his drink. <laughs> I no, that was it. pee. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Where did we go? I don't know. I'm not sure why I joined in. <laughs> it's about that time. Yeah, it's uh, about that you're time. You're in it now. This ah. week in music, movies, and TV. And sports. All right, so this week... I, I thought he was going to go, and you're in... <laughs> I was hoping he wasn't. What are sports? <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, missed opportunity. <laughs> oh, good. What does this sound like? Some sort of fucked up game of Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> what are sports? Um, all right, so this weekend, January 30th, 1988, uh, nothing of consequence happened because we're just choosing that as 20 years ago from the... Uh, date that we chose for the now which was january 30th 2018 hey micah i got bad news for you you hang on you cannot lecture me on math man no it is not 20 years ago yeah no what it's was it 30 oh fuck see because it's 40 going on 14 that's a like pretty much like a 30 year gap so i went with the 30 years yeah that's how we, that's how i we do that too that. yeah I, I think of 30 years ago as being sometime in the 70s but it really wasn't 
Nope, we're getting old. Well, that's it. I'm. I guess I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Podcast over. No, I'm just a little. I'm. I'm. I do that too with the twenty year thing, and I'm just kind of reveling in the fact that it's been thirty. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, uh, music. <sighs> the number one song in the land was "Spoilers." Need you tonight by NXS. I'm a little excited about the then. Okay. On a <laughs> <laughs> I just let that sit there. Thank you. <laughs> On January 25th at the 15th uh, AMAs, the winners included Anita Baker, Paul Simon, Randy Travis, and Whitney Houston. I could hear the wheels in Joel's head spinning. Is that the acronym of the week? <laughs> you, you heard that pause? <laughs> yeah. That is not the acronym of the week. No, it is I, not. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, he, he thought he thought spoilers was because it was all in capitals. <laughs> the acronym of the week in XS. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, on January 28th, a Florida man filed an unusual lawsuit against Motley Crue. Matthew John Tripp claimed that he was recently hired to pose as Nikki Six and toured, wrote, and recorded with the band for a time during 1983 and 1984. Trip dropped the lawsuit in 1993. That doesn't say recently, dude. No, it doesn't. I didn't want to stop you, but... <laughs> where, where did I throw recently in? Said, the word is secretly. He was secretly hired. He wasn't recently hired to go back in time. <laughs> 1983. That'd be an even weirder lawsuit. I was doing so well. <laughs> recently, in October... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. All right. Moving on to movies. Good morning, Vietnam is in the middle of a nine week run as the number one movie in the land. That's a great movie. It really is. Great movie. Great soundtrack. It's a good movie. Better soundtrack. It would be a great movie if it wasn't so preachy. Oh, boy. But it is fun. It's a fun movie. I'm backpedaling. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm not backpedaling. It's still a, it's a little bit uh, a little bit preachy. A little bit uh, seventh season of MASH. Now he's forward pedaling. <laughs> I think that's just called pedaling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Heather Michael O'Rourke was best known as Carol Ann in the Michelle. horror film. Did I say Michael? You did. Heather Michelle O'Rourke was best known as Carol Ann in the horror film Poltergeist, where she had the movie's most recognizable line. There he here. Steven Spielberg stated that he was looking for every mother's dream four-year-old for the lead in his horror film Poltergeist. While eating in the MGM commissary, Spielberg saw O'Rourke having lunch with her mother while older sister Tammy was shooting pennies from heaven. After his lunch, Spielberg approached the family and offered O'Rourke the Poltergeist role. She was signed the next day, beating Drew Barrymore, who was also up for the role. Heather died on February 1st at the age of 12 due to cardiac arrest and septic shock while in surgery to correct a misdiagnosed intestinal stenosis. O'Rourke died. <laughs> O'Rourke died four months before the theatrical re release of Poltergeist 3, which was dedicated to her memory. That sucks. Not, I mean, it's her dying, but imagine having Poltergeist 3 of being the movie that's dedicated to your memory. <laughs> like, go back in time and retroactively just dedicate the first one to me. 
I'd like a movie directed to my memory. Come my memory shot. <laughs> so then it would be Memento. Oh, yeah. maybe it was, and I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so TV. The top wor- shows are, shockingly, The Cosby Show, Roseanne, A Different World, and Cheers. Yeah. Yep, seems about right. Cut and paste. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> Rob Pinkson, born January 30th, uh-oh, uh, is an American actor who appeared during the fourth season of MTV's hidden camera practical joke tev- television series Punked. He also played Coconut Head on Nickelodeon's acronym of the week, NDSSG. Of course, that's no damn Sicilian, says Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> Love everybody except the Italians. Yeah, Newcomb. <laughs> no, that was joke. that was uh, Ned's declassified school survival guide. Huh? Uh, what a yeah. mess! It was on Punked, however, that he was assaulted by, of all people, Zach Braff, when a stunt went awry. A moment that was quickly stopped and then never aired. Huh? Assaulted by Zach Braff was a phrase that I did not expect myself to say today. Um, Superman. <laughs> he sounded just like him. All right. Yeah. So. He, um. The 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 prank was like Donald Faison, his uh, co-star on on Scrubs. Uh, they set up a prank where his brand new hundred thousand dollar Porsche uh, got tagged, and he chased the kid down and you know cornered him in an alley and started started smacking him around when the, everybody ran up behind him like, dude, <laughs> TV show, calm down. I'm not sure you wouldn't react quite the same way on that. See, but now you can tag Zach Braff's car and run away and probably get away with it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm no Superman. (laughs) Right. So on February 2nd, televangelist Jimmy Swaggart, who was involved with a sex scandal, admitted to being with prostitutes and temporarily ended his television ministry. There you go. Uh, born February 2nd, <laughs> Zosita? Zosia? Zosia? Zosha? Zosha. Oh. Zosha. Zosha is an American singer and actress who has appeared in several television series, including Mad Men, United States of Terra, Parenthood, and Girls. Was she absorbed? No. Oh. She was just born this week. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It would have been hard if she was killed the year she was born for her to be in all those TV shows. Never know. Could have put her in a jar. I think they dedicated Poltergeist. She was a prop. She's got some serious eyebrows. We need something to say when they're born since, you know, absorbed is when they die. I agree with you, Mike. I'm looking at a picture and she looks like the child of Sarah Silverman and Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, that's my fetish. Hold on. (laughs) You find trash sexy? No, I find uh, Sarah Silverman sexy. Green hair? Whoa, whoa. Am I wrong? <laughs> nope. She looks like PJ Harvey with blonde hair. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. A little bit. I don't know if I'm attracted or repulsed. Why not both? I mean, she's no ginger been, infant. But... Been there. <laughs> <laughs> Are there. True. Moving on to sports. <clears throat> David Clarence Boone was an Australian cricketer known for his portly build and bushy mustache, whose international playing career spanned 1984 to 1996. 
a right-handed batsman, and a very occasional off-spin bowler. He had his sixth century of 21 in his career on February 2nd when he scored 184 versus England in Sydney. (laughs) What are you laughing about? I'm in the weeds on that whole thing. On David Clarence Boone? Yeah, I'm just imagining his bushy mustache and then he's a right-handed batsman. Who has a portly build. Off-spin bowler. He looks like he belongs in a barbershop quartet. Huh. But he scored... Well, I guess his team scored 184. Or did he? He did. Jesus. I need to get a bushy mustache. Need to start playing cricket. (laughs) Well, he also needs to get portly. You're nowhere near David Clarence Boone. David Clarence Boone is a friend of mine, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I know David Clarence Boone. Well, I, I know a guy who might know him. Who might know a guy who knows him, at least. Of course, you know the same guy, so oh, that kind of breaks down. Mustache. What? He does have a bushy mustache. What? Yeah, I wasn't lying. All right, moving on from this excitement. Professional soccer player Curlin Mora Souza, known only as Curlin, has played all over the world as a journeyman pro, making famous his seal dribble, wherein he bounces the ball off his head while running. And this doesn't help anybody that's listening, but I have included a link to watch him do his famous seal dribble. And it's kind of um, one of those, it's it's gimmick-like, and it pretty much forces your opponent to foul you to stop you from doing it. So kind of hate it, (laughs) but... Well, you know. that guy did kick him square in the chest. So yeah, that was he's like, I'm going for the ball. Oops, got you in the chest. Yeah, I really want to see like a mashup gif of Curlin and Zidane. I don't know <laughs> if you guys know who he is. Is the dude known for fucking headbutting guys and getting red yeah. cards? <laughs> hey, if it works, you know. Yeah, he's a guy that headbutted somebody in the Olympics, and everybody freaked out. Nice. All right, moving on. The second largest crowd at an NBA game was when the Detroit Pistons hosted their rivals, the Boston Celtics, on January 29th. It was another classic late 1980s Pistons-Celtics game with Larry Bird barely missing a triple-double with 25 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 assists. The team effort by the Pistons ensured a comfortable 125-108 victory for the 61,983 fans filling the seats at the Pontiac Silverdome. That is a lot of people. Yeah, wow. a lot of asses and seats. On January 31st at Super Bowl 22, the Washington Redskins beat the Denver Broncos 42-10 to behind Super Bowl MVP Doug Williams, Washington's quarterback. It's quite a spread. Yeah, that was uh, one of many in, the, in that time period, many Super Bowls that were like complete blowouts. Huh. Hmm. There was actually a joke I remember on uh, on Saturday Night Live they did where, um, God, who was his name? Uh, somebody that used to, uh, Merlin Olson, I think it was, appeared uh, doing a fake commercial for uh, Floris. You know how he used to do the, the commercials for one eight hundred flowers or whatever the hell. Yeah. Some, you know, it, it was the the joke was uh, it's the annual sorry the Super Bowl sucked bouquet. <laughs> Moving on, uh, on January 24th, Hacksaw Jim Duggan won the first ever Royal first ever Royal Rumble. Interesting fact. Nice. 
And uh, lastly, on February 5th, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant competed on the main event, marking the return of professional wrestling to network primetime for the first time since 1955. Really? Yep. It was that long between? Yeah, I mean, it, for, for a long, long time, wrestling was very local. It wasn't aired nationally. It was only only aired locally. Um, wrestlers stuck to certain regions and didn't go around the country. They just, you know, promoters stayed in their regions. And then Vince McMahon came along and pretty much just started smashing the old way of doing business, buying everybody up, crushing all his competitors, turning it into one national conglomerate. And now he's a fucking billionaire. Does he really have that much? Money? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the WWE is about is about... $22 billion a year industry. It just blows my mind that it's that popular still. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely insane. Like, a hundred years ago, if you had told people that one of the biggest businesses in the world would be giant men on steroids in their under uh, underwear pretending to fight each other. Okay, hey, Joel, I just looked up Vince McMahon's net worth. Yo. Give me a guess. Okay. Well, he said billion, so I'm going to go with Fifteen. Fifteen billion dollars? Okay. No, fifteen dollars. Fifteen. <laughs> um, no, uh, 1.69 billion. I don't know. It was a random guess because I figured it was not close. Well, that's his own net worth. I mean, that's probably not even the corporation. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's just his. That's insane. So Joel guessed over, so my guess of $15 wins by precious <laughs> rules. Damn it. <laughs> But like I said, he owns the WWE, and, and you know, I don't know if that's included in there because, well, do, at that point, does it matter? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'd be happy with fifteen dollars. Do you have fifteen dollars? No. Aw. Now we're sad. <laughs> Unless we count my jar of change. Ooh. <laughs> Take Let's a... do that now. That should be exciting for everyone listening. <laughs> Take us out, sad keyboard Joel. <laughs> All right, well, it is just after the new year, and we are stepping into our annual Billboard Top Ten show. I think this is the fifth, fourth, fifth time we've done this? Something like that. I think yeah. we settled on fifth. Yes. Yeah, I think this sounds right. So, uh, yeah, what we do is we take a whatever the top ten is now, and we throw back a random die roll of years, and this time it ran, landed on 30. So we went back to 1988 to the Billboard Top 10, and it was a better year than I was expecting it to be. Not to give spoilers, but... With one exception. With one exception. I'm curious to know which one that is. Cause I think we're going to be all over the board on this one. Is that a prediction on that? There's one clear exception. I'm pretty sure nobody liked this one song. I know which one he's talking about. All right. Yeah. I think you're wrong. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start at the one, uh, the top song of the land. Should we start at the one or go back from 10 down? 10 down. 10 down. All right. I think. All right. Number like 10. Is, no spoilers. No spoilers. Number 10 is uh, Tell It To My Heart Dub by Taylor Dane. Um, well, the dub was the remix. Tell It yeah, To My Heart was the original song. Yeah, Tell It To My Heart was the original song, but the one that made the top 10 was the dub. That's what, according to, uh, huh? Yeah. So that's interesting, isn't it? So here we go. Taylor, Taylor Dane's "Tell It to My Heart" dub. 
So it seems like they just discovered drum machines. <laughs> See, I remember this version of the song. Like, I remember the other version as well, but I distinctly remember this version. So when Pat was talking about how much he hated this, I was just like, this This is just the song, you know? There are two versions. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever heard this version before because listening to it, as, as I, like I said, it made a, an average song pretty much unbearable. Well, there was also the 30-second techno drum mix remix lead-in at the very <laughs> beginning to it, too. Um, yeah, when I, was, when I was recording the samples, it was so funny because like the, the entire song, it looks like an EKG. That's how r- regular the rhythm is in this thing. Wow. Um, I mean, I kind of like Taylor Dane and her incredibly wide mouth. <laughs> I like that song, personally. When it came out... It it hit a weird sweet spot, and I can't explain what it was, but yeah, I I'm, was a fan of that. I'm kind of the positive side of neutral on this one. I, I can't say I love it. It's never going to make it onto my iTunes, but like if it came on the radio, I wouldn't switch it. She has better songs by this than this one for sure. But I oh, mean, yeah. Taylor Dane, this this song, Taylor Dane herself. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where she's talented and all, but not you know any more talented than anybody that had risen above her, and she's not you know. She's just very average for a pop star. Huh. And if you've ever, uh, if you've never seen Tig Notaro talk about her, all her experiences with Taylor Dane, I highly recommend it. She is really? Taylor, who tells a, 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 a bunch of Taylor Dane stories. Yeah, it's very funny. That's well, I know Tig from uh, Sarah Silverman show. Yeah. Like she, she and Taylor Dane, like they have this, uh, their, their lives have somehow intertwined like several different times, and, and it's just the funny stories that she tells about it. That's so funny. That, that I would never would have put two and two together if you hadn't brought that up. That's kind of crazy that that would cross over like that. Right. <laughs> I mean, the song itself, I mean, i not a big fan of the dub mix, but the original version is good. I mean, it's not... This one, I think, might get annoying, and they would probably, like, seems like they would put it on to uh um when they had to go to the can you know <laughs> or i mean you'd get the all the pop stations on friday saturday night they'd have like two hours of nothing but this because that's what people wanted they wanted dance music oh yeah b96 used to do that all the time they would have like the friday night you know friday night dance mix would just you would get occasionally the b96 and then it would just continue playing and they would even fade the songs into each other so yeah Ju- julian jumping perez and bad boy bill mm-hmm. yeah even q101 was doing that by the early to mid 90s where on friday and saturday night there'd be weird dance remixes all alternative music yeah hey i'm just i'm not I, we've been over this i'm not a, i'm not a big fan of remixes and all that kind of crap and cover songs and fucking up well, people's work I mean, it kind of makes sense that you wouldn't be into this, because, I mean, this would be the shitty club music that you'd have to play on Friday nights. Yeah. I'll be out in the shed lamenting the Germans lost the war. <laughs> okay, so I don't like cover songs, so I guess I'm a Nazi and a racist. <laughs> I think those, <laughs> two facts are, those two facts are unconnected. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fan food. So the uh, other song, 1988, going to number nine, a uh, one Elton John with Candle in the Wind. 
seems to me you lived your life like a candle in the wind, never knowing who to cling to when the rain set in. So, is this the one, the version that he did for Princess Diana? Then no, no, no. This is the original, original. No. Okay. Well, this is the anniversary. This is like the first re-release. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like that recording, according to the one that I got it from, was like 1970 something where he was playing it, because it was yeah. on Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Right, and this is the first time it was re-released, and then he re-released it again after Diana died, which would have been like. 10 years after this ish huh i think it was in the early 90s of diana yeah i can't remember um that would have been let's see 97 late 90s 97 98 somewhere in that right in that middle somewhere in there okay yeah she died on august 31st 97 so i believe by september uh he'd re-released the song again because I was yeah. working at the record store, and that was right after I got married. So, yeah, that would make sense. And I he, was working he at Garfield's. changed the lyrics on that one, too, didn't he? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, okay. ever so slightly. I have that single. It was it was completely unnecessary. <laughs> the re-release or changing the lyrics? Both. Well, the changing the lyrics was necessary for the re-release, but the re-release was unnecessary. Oh, I don't know. I mean, he was... This was before, like, every single British pop star ever was knighted. And so, I mean, I think he had this connection to the royal family that we now take for granted when it comes to big British pop stars. Well, then write a new song. Don't just redo Candle in the Wind, which was written for somebody else who was iconic. You can't can't just keep, like, changing the lyrics to iconic songs written for iconic people and then just suddenly be like, well, now it's for so-and-so, and and now it's for so-and-so. That's not how music works. Well, apparently you can, because he made a fuckload of money to it. <laughs> well, Elton John is wrong, damn it. You be careful talking about Elton John. I saw uh, Kingsman Golden Circle, man. He'll come over and, like, judo cut, kick Dude, your ass. He stole that movie. <laughs> I oh, when, whenever anyone talks about Elton John, I always uh, laugh at the uh, John Dies at the End. This book is full of spiders, where one of the characters insists that Elton John is the name of the band. <laughs> and it's not a guy. Just so you guys know, I've rewritten uh, Candle in the Wind for uh, Mark Salling, so I'll be releasing that on Kasingle, and um, I'll probably be in jail by the end of the week. Can I get that on a pocket rocker? All right, thanks. You guys are really backing me up this week. Thank you. Dude, no one wants to comment on pocket rocker plus Mark Salling. I'm sorry. <laughs> You have a guy busted for kitty porn. I want to stay as far away from Pocket Rocker <laughs> as possible. <laughs> oh, Even I won't touch that. I'm like, meh. See, but you're not touching it because you're offended by it. You're touching it because it wasn't a great joke. That's different. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, so let's move on before someone gets a knock on the door. I don't gets... want to be offensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about a recent suicide who is uh, into kitty porn. We're, we're way past offensive, dude. When have you started considering, I mean, when, when has this been a thing for you where you're like, oh, I think maybe this week I'm not going to be offensive. I'm going to draw the line there. Yeah, you know, I, I'm just going to show some decorum. It's a weird line in the sand, man. All right, so this next one. I lost <laughs> the notes. <laughs> is, is Hungry, Eyes by, Hungry Eyes by Eric Carmen. Uh, 
in parentheses, Dirty Dancing. A very 80s song. Very. And Eric Carmen, I watched a video when pulling these snippets, and he's got, like, Tim Curry eyes. <laughs> Tim Curry <laughs> eyes. Yeah, um, this is another one of the uh, many, many songs that prove my point about 70s musicians turning into crap in the 80s. Eric Carmen was great in the 70s, and then, it, you know, he comes out with Hungry Eyes. This is an '88. It's a long 80s, time. Yeah. Long time past. Long time past what? Well, I mean, it's late '80s. It's not like. It's still '80s. It still counts. It's in there. What is yacht rock? The hell is what that? What is what? Yacht rock. Yacht. Uh, it's used to refer to the sort of music that a rich kid would listen to on his father's boat. Oh, because I, I just. I just did a Wikipedia on him, and, and he's categorized as Yacht Rock, and that's kind of weird. St- stuff that Patrick Bateman would love. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, basically, you take your villain from any 1980s uh, film. This is what he would be listening to on Daddy's Boat. Okay. That makes sense. Cruella de Vil. I, I kind of like th- this song, but like, it is another one where I sort of nothing it. It, it comes on. It's like, oh, yeah, I know that song. Yeah, that's from Dirty Dancing. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the main thing I think of every single time I hear the song. Oh, yeah. that's from Dirty Dancing. Is, it, is this the one that Patrick Swayze did? No, 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 that's something else. That's She's like the wind, dude. Yeah, she that's She Passes Wind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this song, when I was in 88, I would have been 13. I, I remember enjoying it and kind of, you know, lamenting when thinking about all the women that I never had dated or would ever date. That's a but, lot of women to think about, dude. Yeah, I was a very active Preteen, teenager. Not um, active. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> Not in that way. Uh, unless you count by myself. Um, anyway, I remember enjoying it, but yeah, it's kind of one of those things that it's not. It's not going to stand out. Well, it's it's also a very movie song. Yes. I mean, it's it's like romantic. What what do they call that? Mo- romantic montage song. You know, like whether they're, they're gazing longingly to each other across the room or something going on like that, or they're practicing or whatever, and that's what that one seems like to me. It's not amazing, but, I mean, it's not, I don't well, it's, know. It's, you know it's, it is the one that they, they did the, while they were learning. It was their dancing montage. True. So it's definitely a montage type song. You need a montage. <laughs> <laughs> All right now, I think this may be a dividing line for some of us. Even Rocky had a montage. <laughs> um, George Harrison decided that he needed to make a couple million dollars. <laughs> this Ooh. song is just three words. <laughs> the song is just three. No, no, it's six words. It's six, six words long. Yeah. Oh. All right, here we go. This is "I Got My Mind Set on You," George Harrison. I got my mind set on you. 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 And this time I know it's real. The feeling that I feel. I 
George, we expected so much better than you than this. I can't stand yeah, this, this song. Yeah, this is a dividing line. I kind of love this song. I mean, it it I mean, I, that's the thing is though, I it's George freaking Harrison, and this is what hits the top ten from George freaking Harrison is and a that's song. That's how I feel about Ebony and Ivory. I think I loved the song before I had any idea who it was who did it. This is one of those songs that I learned it was George Harrison years after. It's like, oh, that's that song on the radio. I kind of like. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a catchy pop song. That's pretty much there's there's no depth to it. It's not even meant to be you know a a deep song. It's just a, a catchy little summer hit. Yeah. And, and if, what, if you know if a Beatles not allowed to write a song like that, then what does pop music exist for? Well, look at Paul McCartney's whole post Beatle career. I mean, that's what it was made of. Yeah, I mean, you know, silly love songs. It was, you know, nothing but a catchy pop disco song. Do not speak ill of silly love songs. I no, I love that song. I okay. Well, I love I love this song. I love got my mind set on you. See, I that's mean, the thing I, is, I hate myself because I do like this song. <laughs> Just like it, I, I mean, it, it's made to be liked. It's it's like uh, it, it's like brain candy i mean yeah that's a good way to put it mm-hmm. it and is it just makes you feel good and it, there's nothing to think about it's just a song you put on and you're like yeah i like the yeah, beat there's, like there's it. no it's, depth to it there's, it's just a fun yeah. song and i mean it's uh either, even empty both, calories both videos that were made for this song pretty much even just prove that i mean they're just so goofy and ridiculous like one of them is just basically following a, a, a young couple on a date and then you know which is more to the to the the uh, the spirit of the lyrics, and then the other video made for this is just George Harrison sitting in a room that completely just changes all around him. It's like a really cool special effect type thing, like, um, but it's like practical special effects. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. Oh video, yeah, I've but... seen that. Well, the animals start singing along with him on the walls, yeah, and... and and that's and and that one is more towards the spirit of the the, the catchy pop version, of, you know. Yeah, that's the video of... that I've saw first, and along with the. George, we no one's buying that you're doing all those acrobatic flips during the bridge of the song, right? <laughs> it's like it's like suddenly George Harrison stands up, puts his guitar to the side, and then some twenty year old with a wig on starts doing backflips across the across the set. <laughs> that wasn't him. I don't want to burst that bubble for you, man. But yeah, I mean, you know, this is just George Harrison proving that he can write a, a hit pop song anytime he wants, you know. Yeah, you think you think you put effort into your songs? Watch what I can do with only a handful of words. Oh right. Bam! Top ten. That re- actually, that kind of reminded me of, of a story that has absolutely nothing to do with music. Uh, Doctor Seuss. Oh yeah. You know how Red Redfish Bluefish came about? Yeah, they wanted to. Yeah. They dared him to make a book with less like less than thirty words. Yeah. <laughs> Good on him. Don't don't dare geniuses to to do something with their work. Which is why everybody dares Patrick to do a lot of things. Are you oh. saying he's a genius? Eventually. No, he's saying he only knows 30 words. Oh. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> if this end is pointed towards the sky, you have a bad problem and are not going to space today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving up in the... Strangely up in this. Uh, this song actually was considered better. Higher in than George Harrison on the top ten. This is which it should not be considered better than anything. Right. <laughs> um, this is Roger with "I Want to Be Your Man." Sorry, buddy.
So the discovery of autotune. Yeah, this song is everything that I hated about eighties music. <laughs> See, I know it's wrong, but I kind of love this song. Oh my oh. god! Oh boy, here we go. Before, <laughs> like before, before you get started, I want. I'm just gonna say. I'm not even gonna start ripping this apart yet. I'm just gonna say. I have absolutely no recollection of this song at all. Did not know what it was. First time I listened to it, I couldn't even get through it. And I finally listened to the whole thing today. And I'm, I don't recall this song at all. Don't know how it was number six without me even knowing it. And I'm glad to say that I never knew this song. I did not miss it. I may not have, I may not have heard it, but I didn't miss it. <laughs> did you watch the video for it with him dressed up in the zoot suit and all that? I did, yes. That's insane. All right, let's yeah. let's hear Josh uh, rain praise on this song. No, it's not a very good song, but I like it anyway. I, I like you know, like the entire Ace of Base catalog. That's one of those. Hey, I recognize hey, it's low hey. quality, but I love it. I hey, I like Ace of, Ace of Base. Yeah, and it doesn't make it good. I, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about this. It's like I know the opinion is in some ways. Like, you could probably prove it mathematically. It's incorrect, but I have it anyway. <laughs> I don't remember this one either, and I got to say, it. I'm glad I don't. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this... Maybe it's PTSD. Like, it just blocked... <laughs> right? Blocked. That's all I could think was, like, you know, if I did know this song, I must have purposely blocked it out. I knew you were talking about this song when you said there was going to be at least one that all of us hated. <laughs> yeah. Like, this song is just dog shit. I mean, there's nothing good about it. Lyrically, you know, compositionally, uh, melodically, nothing is good about this song. It's like soul R and B without soul. Yeah, this is like um, this is like this reminds me of something that somebody would would write and perform for their public access show, Steppin'. Like you know, you ever seen the 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 dance shows where they're they're doing the Steppin'? You know. Yeah, this would be for Steppin' too. Yeah. Huh. Like this is, I mean, this is, this is, there's no production quality to this thing. This, I mean, it's all yeah. auto tune. It's all synthesizers, and like the lyrics are just shit. And see, they're playing this song in Step Into when the girl who doesn't like the lead dancer guy, the whole film, when they finally get together and dance. <laughs> I wanna be your man. <laughs> I thought maybe this would be during the scene where she's dancing with his rival. Trying to get him all riled up, and she keeps looking oh. at him, and they're looking at each other. Well, I want to be your man. She's she's dancing with him, but she's looking at. Eh. No, that, that was hungry sense. eyes. That was actually hungry <laughs> that eyes. Was <laughs> I don't know. That made more sense with a, as a plot device, in my opinion. I have no idea what to say about any of you. <laughs> I figured if we went for another five minutes, Mike would be convinced we were talking about a real movie he never <laughs> like, saw. I'm like, is this? You guys just have like like dolls set up, and you make out the put together these movies in some sort of like diorama. I'm gonna storyboard step in two. <laughs> oh, all right. It's so it's basically honey with the serial numbers filed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this mo- this this song was not good. Is the the, the short version of all the takeaway? The, that's the takeaway. The takeaway is this song is terrible. I mean, it's, it's not, you know what, it's it's one of those that you like it and you laugh at it. Like, what is Roger doing now? I'm just very disappointed that we had to talk about this song and we don't get to talk about Prince because of the switch in the list. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this song, really? I get stuck with this song? It peaked at three, man. I mean, give the guy some credit. How many things have you ever had that peaked at three? Oh, my Mr. life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Okay, moving on. I think mm-hmm. I did a number three once. <laughs> that would explain the blood in the... <laughs> that was when he pooped out of his penis. Oh, yeah. Okay, we are seriously <laughs> oh, moving God. on. Number five. It is Expose with Seasons Change. All right, this is before uh, Wilson Phillips. Wilson Phillips. <laughs> I think I think this is Expose was one of those groups that like if you were to pluck them out of everyone's mind, and, like, they <laughs> never existed. Nothing would change. I totally agree. Uh, you know what I always the think only of. Thing that would change for would be the three people that were in Expose. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of when I when I hear the song. I always think of from. Um, Top secret, where hairstyles change, stock markets change. That's, it's, I mean, it's, it's not good. It's generic. It's, it's fine. A, yeah. It's, it's something that, you know, again, it's something that made them money. It's better than Roger. Yeah, it is better, it is than, Roger. better than Roger. Definitely oh. not better than George Harrison. I, I would agree with that. Okay, here we go. I will um, seasons change versus tell it to my heart. Oh, tell it to my heart. Tell times. it to my heart. Okay, mm. Patrick. Tell it to my heart. Okay. Yes. All right, we win. <laughs> but yeah, Expose again. They maybe had what two albums? They also had uh, the, the, their other hit was Come Go with Me. Hold on, I'm looking it up. But I can't type all of a sudden. Which one was the bigger hit, Come Go with Me or Seasons Change? Probably Seasons Change, because okay. I can remember what? seasons change. Wikipedia. Don't go with me, trust me. Ooh, they had three albums: Expose, What You Don't Know, and then Exposure came out. Huh? Look up, look up, come go with me. You'll you'll remember it. Play it a little bit. Come go with me. On your Expo- face. Well, the biggest problem is is you're gonna run into the uh, uh, doo wop song by the Dell Vikings, even though it's uh, a completely different song with the same name. Uh, right. Here we go. Expose. Come on. Google Firephone. Yeah, this this hit, Come Go With Me, went number one on the charts. I thought so. I thought it was a better It's literally playing, but no sound is coming out. So, hang let's go with this one. Thank God. (laughs) Oh, you know why? Because I have YouTube muted. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yep. The number one song with the, what, a, what is that, a glockenspiel or something? That sounds like a Casio. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I was wrong. I was looking at something else. This the one peaked at number five. Oh. Uh, Seasons Change was number one. Well, there you go. All but right. either way. So now, in changing directions and quality, we're going to go to uh, Michael Jackson's The Way You Make Me Feel. At number four. Okay. I'll start. 
I love this song. I am a Michael Jackson, especially his 1980s stuff, like legitimate huge fan, always have been. And uh, this is one of the tracks that I appreciate more as an adult because I have heard a lot. Unfortunately, the radio station that used to be reliably would play this at least once or twice a day in Chicago just changed to just change formats a couple months ago. But uh, I, I definitely like this song even more now than I did then. I will 100% agree with everything both of you have said so far. I, I unabashedly am a MJ fan, and it's just a great song. Give me, give me a chiku chiku. Sorry, that's not what that was. Chiku. I, I forgot okay. that I was supposed to be muted at that point. <laughs> I just, you know, when he starts doing that, I get into it. Oh my god! And the video, <laughs> the video is fantastic too, because I love it because they play it out as him being this like badass hanging out on the streets. And oh, Michael, Michael always wanted to pretend he was a badass in all his videos. Well, this was that album. Yeah. And Where you know he was what? like a a really gay gang member <laughs> in most of the videos. And you know what? Fine, whatever. Also known as anybody. From West Side Story. <laughs> yes. Um, this song, personally, I think it, it's awful. Nah. I'm, I'm just kidding. I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about yeah. to say, are we going to fight? This is one of my favorite Michael Jackson. I was going to say, I'm going to write you into my will so I could cut you out of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably in, in my top five Michael Jackson songs. No, and it's, this it's, is... It's a fun song. Yeah, and that's, that's it. I mean, he's... It, this is prime Michael Jackson right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I think this song is better. I maybe I maybe cause some problems with this, but I think this song is better than anything that was on the Thriller album. Ooh, now come on, Whoa. come on, come on now, come on now. Give me another one. That's a bold uh, statement. Thriller, I, I, <laughs> thriller was yeah. okay, but Thriller was very gimmicky. This is just Thriller was really gimmicky. It had. Of uh, voiceovers by Vincent Price in it, you know it had you know the creepy music and all that. I mean, it's a great song. Don't get me wrong on that one, but I think compared to the way you make me feel for just like pure pop fun, Michael Jackson is this is better. I think the way you make me feel is better than Thriller. I got four words for you. Oh God, Billy Jean, beat it. <sighs> I, I would say that Billy Jean is uh, clearly. Uh, at least by my standards, better than this song. P-Y-T. And beat it, beat it's in the running. Pyt is better. Oh, pretty young thing's good too. Yeah, I can give you beat it because it's got the uh, Eddie Van Halen guitar solo in there. That's a great team. Human, human nature, I might even like more than I don't. Maybe I don't know. Was Human Nature on Thriller? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, human Nature was on Thriller. I, I, I probably just want to be starting something. Good God, oh, that was oh, a God. Great album. Shit, I forgot about that too. All right, I rescind my comment. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like Thriller was a fucking amazing album. You might want to. This is. I mean, Bad was still a great album too. I mean, this is. I mean, there were very few times where there was a Michael Jackson like the album. Worst, the worst song on Thriller is "The Girl Is Mine" with Paul McCartney. Come on. That, <laughs> you have this I hatred. I love it. No, I'm just saying that song is the worst song. That's how good that album is. He's stuck in the middle. What are you singing? Want to be starting something? Yeah, I actually think Human Nature is the worst song on Thriller. But oh, I like Human Nature. 
I do too. It's a great album, but it's like one of, I don't know. I think it's also the only song, one of the only songs that Quincy Jones didn't have very much to do with was Human Nature. Anyway, we're doing this deep dive into Michael Jackson stuff. (laughs) And it's not even the Michael Jackson show yet. The now would be difficult. The now would be weird. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Next up, a uh, group favorite, The Bangles. As doing a cover, but unfortunately Patrick has to hate this one because he hates covers. Yep. To your own rules, Patrick. Hazy Shade of Winter. That's what was going to be one of my comments on it. This is one of the covers I don't like because it did not need to be made. They didn't add anything to the song. All right. Well, here's a little sample. All they did was change the tempo a little. No, they added some instruments. They they put their own spin on it. Dude, it's Susanna Hoffs. I don't care if she's making original music, covers, brownies, a mess in the dining room. I want to hear it. <laughs> Jane Weedland. Boom, boom. I, uh, okay. <laughs> That's a great song, Pat. You are wrong. No, it's not a great song. I, I, I like the original, and this is a completely serviceable cover that but that's what i'm saying it's like there's nothing special about it it didn't need it didn't need to be made it's, it's not awful and it's not great it's just there <laughs> <laughs> Susanna hoffs is singing it there you go uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, got I that got that why well, and i if i remember right yeah you've got the the pacing the vocal differences i mean it's it's not groundbreaking stuff no no, but it's much better than a cover that, say, Roger would have done. <laughs> Man, you guys are just bagging on Roger. <laughs> Roger likes reason. getting bagged. I mean, he's bagging on yeah, Roger. He'd have been all, hey, he's a shade of winter. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? I think you made... <laughs> you made my <laughs> sinuses explode. Holy crap, that was awesome. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so so Patrick doesn't like covers, even if it's the Bangles. Good God, man! Anyway, All right, moving on. Next up is Patrick's favorite song on this entire track, Tiffany, with "Could Have Been." Uh, the for those of you who don't remember, Tiffany is the one who got her start uh, in doing concerts in malls. This is the song she wrote about me. <laughs> Every time she thinks about when she met me in the mall food court. And she was underage? Dude, tiny penis so did not chart. We were the same age, Joel. It's okay. <laughs> Wait, what? What, Joel? What? <laughs> it's even better because he missed it. Damn it. I said tiny penis did not chart. <laughs> oh. oh. All right. Let's play some music. Oh. So this song. Okay. So I like Tiffany's 
some of our other stuff. This one just was never all that exciting. It's just kind of bland. Yeah, but I mean, you talk about the song that is like the slow dance song at the middle school dance. That's mm. what this song is. It's it's not great. It's fine. This is this exactly is, this is a song what that is. Very deep when you're like 13, 14 years old, and when you get older, you're like, eh. <laughs> yeah, kind of song you listen to on repeat when uh, someone you are into chooses somebody else. Yeah. Trying to she gets make that me metaphor so not too well. weirdly specific. When you're when you're full of angst. Semen. For unrequited love. I got I got nothing on this. No this, this song no, makes my teeth hurt. This mother's brother's reference. Never mind. <sighs> Sorry. Moving on. All right. So this is number two, and uh, number one is the uh, in excess. I need you tonight. Which, I spoilers. I love it. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll figure. Whoop. And there we go. So slide away and give me a moment. You makes us so long. I've got to let you know. I've got to let you know. Every time I hear this song, I, I think about that simple video with Michael Hutchins and his snare drum. Mm. All right, I uh, in it's no no surprise Joel has come to it too. I'm a huge NXS fan. Um, love the song. This is this is I this is on uh, Kick and one of the cassette tapes that I actually wore out <laughs> listening to it so many times. I I learned about. Uh, in excess through my sister I, uh, going through her albums one time. I was like, who is this Inks? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I held up the album and showed it to her. She's like, it's not Inks, and she put it on and played some for me. And then I was like, ah, I was hooked from then on. Here's a question. The thing is, there's a lot of In Excess songs that I'm kind of neutral on. I- I'm not as big a fan as Mike is, but this, along with Suicide Blonde and uh, Good Times Laying Down the Law, like are at the top. Like I- I'm delighted to hear them every time they come on. Cool. Suicide Blonde. I haven't thought of that song in a while. Um, um, I have no qualms with In Excess in any way, and that's it's just a it's a great song. It's a great video and. I may not unabashedly love them like Mike does, but they're definitely deserve number one. I like in excess just for the, I'm a big fan of bands that have a ton of members. You know, <laughs> so that, like Santana, Chumbawamba. Yeah. Okay. That's a weird, weird parallel right there. But I mean, like, ISIS. ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize they were a band. Uh, yeah. They're like the monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> With a little bit more of explosion. I mean, they're, it, they're more about the show. There's a studio band doing the real work. There's been <laughs> 13 different people that have been in in excess over the years. The basis of initially first six, uh, but it's included people like we talked about Jimmy Barnes, who was the uh, the Australian uh, yep. rocker when we did the the soundtrack show, and even <laughs> Terrence Trent Darby. <laughs> Strangely. <laughs> Thirteen people. That's like half of the mighty mighty boss towns. I know, right? <laughs> hey, hey, we're the ISIS. <laughs> Man, I, so my, my feeling on NXS. Oh, what? My, my feeling on NXS. Like I, I don't 
like unabashedly love them like Mike. Um, and I, I think I like them more than Joel and Josh do. Um, so I'm kind of in between. I think if, if like I could sum it up, like if somebody told me I could never listen to NXS again, I would probably hang myself in a closet. Oh. I'd be pretty sad too. Oh. I missed that for oh. a second. Oh, dude. Wow. Oh. You got to uh, keep in mind if someone shuts you out of NXS, you lose two tracks off of the Lost Boy soundtrack, and that is completely fucking unacceptable. True. Mm hmm. Unacceptable. Multipass. I even have the post Michael Hutchins albums. That's a fan. Yeah. And there's, I mean, and there's, you know, the thing is, they're still, I mean, they're not as good because I'll tell you that Michael Hutchins was, I mean, if you look at the, look at the cover of the kick album, I mean, he is like the character, the face of the, of the band. He was, he was Jim Morrison basically. To mm-hmm. He was an Australian Jim Morrison, but, uh, yeah, well after that, you know, and then after that one, they had, a, that's when, uh, Jimmy Barnes jumped in after Michael Hutchins died, Terrence Trent Darby for a short while, uh, well, shit, I mean, that that obviously, the, the lead singer is always the face of your band, and he's always, like, the hardest one to replace, and mm-hmm. very few bands are able to, to make that transition, switching lead singer. Yeah, but, I mean, they've been making, their last album was 2010. Yeah, they tried to replace him with Christopher Hitchens, and that didn't work, because he just kept <laughs> saying, there's no such thing as God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's getting really dark for my favorite band, man. All right, I'm gonna go cry and listen to X. <laughs> All right, so um, <laughs> you want to buy kind? Then they then they tried it with Michael Richards, and it, well, you know. How that <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, so we are going to take a break and come back in a moment, and we are going to go over the top ten of uh, January thirtieth, two thousand eighteen. Pretty much the most current. Top yeah. 10. Because that this crap now is changing on a daily basis, and we have to nail it down to one day. Yep. All right. Be back in a bit. All right. We are back, and we are talking about the top ten 2018 on January 30th. And, uh... This is, I think this is going to be an interesting one. Yeah, there are some surprises in here. There were at least two songs in here I already knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, no, there were three songs in here I already knew. But some of them were, yeah, this one's kind of all over the place. Yep, and some I, of, I'm going to go on record and, and spoil this for myself and say that I think this is probably the worst top ten out of all the five we've done for the, for the now. Oh, even though... Well, we'll get to that. You might be right. All right. Well, to prove Patrick's point, the first song on this <laughs> is Jumping now... Jumping right off into the deep end. <laughs> ...is a song called No Limit. Now, again, I'm going with the... I am fully aware that I am not the target audience of this music. <laughs> Make him say, uh... Uh... All right. And, and, uh, oh, uh, you said No Limit. Sorry. Oh, okay. But I was also not the target audience for roger either so <laughs> this is Actually were. was i ah fuck all right so no limit with g easy featuring asap rocky and cardi b 
Um, so yeah, let's let's uh let's go. I've said it before. I've said it again. I'm old, I'm white, and I'm in the suburbs and I have no goddamn idea what's going on in this song. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a fan of rap. You go back to the rap show, but this is not my kind of rap. I, I no. don't care for what they're saying, the carelessness and lack of skill with which it's being said. Yeah, I, this, it, is, this is symptomatic of the popular... Uh, the, the popularity of trap rap now, because this is this is as close to trap rap as you can get while still being able to hit the top ten. And yeah, this is like Young Money kind of brick squad shit. Yeah, Not- and it, yeah. There's no substance. There's no style. There, it's just you know the bravado and the talking about you know all the you know all the bitches and all you know and how I'm you know all I do is fuck and you know blah 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 and it's just. And I got so much money and, you know, this and that. It's just it's, yeah. like it's the, a shame because we were one week off of Amigos track that I actually liked better than last year's Amigos track. Hmm. But, yeah, this is just it's just a lazy song. And, and I don't know. It's just that's that exactly the word I was going to use, Pat. Lazy. It's it's just a very, very thrown together uh, it's just not good. It's kind of like I got my mind set on you. I mean, they just threw it together. no no again i g easy is actually really george harrison he didn't ever (laughs) i think we have another another paul is dead thing that we can start up (laughs) g easy is really george harrison that's amigos tried to tell us last year with black beatles He just rebranded himself. No, that wasn't Migos. That was somebody else. Okay. That was, yeah, that, was we, that was actually in the last top ten we did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I listened to this and was like, okay, maybe if I watch the video, I'll get some context. Nope. Absolutely not. Dude, yeah. you fuck three times, you got a wifer. That's that's the message. Yeah, well, his, his point being that, you know, if he sleeps with a he, the most he will ever sleep with a woman is twice. If he sleeps with a woman more than that, he's gonna have to marry her. That's gonna be the woman. The only woman he will ever sleep with more than twice will be the woman he marries. That's yeah. almost and, romantic. And, you know, what if, the hell? If you, if you sleep with him, he's gonna give you money to go away. So, I mean, well, what's what's included in this package? You get to sleep with G Easy. I mean, just like I mean, we're we talking about like spooning and cuddling, or are we talking like? Oh no, it's, you know, it's probably you know, along the lines of your money's on the dresser, get out. Yeah, you oh. don't have to pay. Oh, okay, okay. Oh. If the money's there, I mean... I mean, if it's just sitting there, I can't I mean, say that's no. why he gets so many one-night stands, because he advertises, if you sleep with me, not only will I pay you, but you'll get to talk about how you slept with me, and it, I'll sing about... It's kind of like reverse prostitution. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I'm not saying the guy doesn't have the game figured out. I'm just saying I don't like his song. Oh, okay. All right. I think we should move on. <laughs> So uh, player hate the song. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Moving on to Imagine Dragons and Thunder. Dream about being a big star. Say you're basic. Say you're easy. 
you always riding in the backseat. Now I'm smiling from the stage while you were clapping in the nosebleeds. All right, one thing I want to say immediately, I drive my kids nuts because whenever that chorus comes in, I always sing it as fun dip. (laughs) (laughs) When this song got sold to like 15 different commercials, I was just like, you know, I don't care. I love it anyway. And have you seen the video? I don't think I actually have. Oh, my God. It is trippy as shit, and it's awesome. They've got like um, Cirque du Soleil uh, contortionists in it. That sounds about right for... What I, okay, this is the first time I've heard the song. Um, really? Huh. Yeah. Have you how, been living under your I'm car? Like, how well, do, how wa- have you avoided it? I don't watch TV, and I have ad blocks on everything, and you know, if I do watch TV, I fast forward past it. No, I mean, I cannot turn on the radio. I mean, I will turn I don't on the, ra- the radio. No, I, I listen to my own music on my, iP- on my iPod. <laughs> I thought you were going to just end it there. I listen to my own music. <laughs> I just sing to myself as I'm driving around. I like okay, pl- Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> I like plucking the cat so, gut. Yeah, I mean, I don't really listen to you know to, to top ten music at all. Okay, so, so if this is the first time you've heard it, what do you think? Well, I, I, uh, I was I was listening to your Spotify list in the background, so I didn't know who the artist was. The song started out, and I was like, oh, okay, I kind of like this, and I, I clicked over to see who it was, and I was like. Okay, Imagine Dragons, that makes sense, you know, because I've liked some of their stuff in the past. Then I went back to doing what I was doing and then listened to the song. And it's like, I wanted to like it, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get there. It just, it felt too much, like, I just had this image in my head of, like, the guys sitting in the, in this, in their studio recording the song and, like, patting each other on the back about how, what an epic, great song they're writing and how, how it, it's hitting all the right notes and it's just so perfectly cool and epic and you know and that in the combination of that and the kids sounding singing stuff i was like i'm out yeah it was interesting to me because not only was it both on the pop station and the alternative station but within two weeks of hearing it the first time on the radio it was on a commercial so this Mm -hmm. song was fucking everywhere yeah i mean this was written to be like um a pop anthem type song and i just i i didn't buy into it because it just felt too formulaic hmm Shall I start on reasons why you're wrong? <laughs> I this. I so mean, you're saying you don't like it because it's popular? No, it's not even that. It's just <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. I just I wanted to like it. I really did. I tried to, and I just I couldn't get. I, couldn't I get can tell it. you it right pre- now. It, it felt pretentious almost. <laughs> I was with you until like that. It was, like it was made. It was made to be in a Gatorade ad. Is how it was. How I feel like it was written. What? All right. I know you can't hear it, but I just shrugged at you. <laughs> well, I mean, it was sold to a commercial real fast, but I like it anyway. Joel has not said anything. Uh, I I don't have a strong feeling on it either way. I don't hate it, but I don't need to listen to it. It It's another Imagine Dragons song. And, right. and Imagine Dragons, for the most part, I mean, they've been in the top ten every time we've done the show for the last three years. Yeah, I would put them with Ed Sheeran, and they're always here, and they're uh, pretty much always palatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I don't hate it, but it doesn't speak to me, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't hate it either. I just feel like it was, it, it just, it's very, it feels written by a committee. I don't know that I go that far, but it, 
just never. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it is written by committee, but that's just. No, I, I won't lie. I mean, the the fun dip kids are kind of tough to get along with initially. Fun dip, fun dip, fun dip. <laughs> I like it better than I want to be your man by Roger. Yeah, I definitely like it better than that for sure. <laughs> well, if you're gonna go to that place, yes. Well, I was the one who liked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like the one of us who liked Roger. All right. So moving on. New rules by Dua Lipa. Am I saying that right? I think so. Yeah, sounds good. All right, here we go. I keep pushing forwards, but he keeps pulling me backwards. No, now I'm sending back from All right. I like this song, and I don't know why. This is a pleasant <laughs> surprise for me. This this is not something that is exactly my style, but it reminds me a lot of what I was listening to in, like, 1991. Like the B-96. Yeah, the B-96 Friday Night Jam. Yeah. When when this song started up, I, I had to do a double, double check and make sure I was listening to the right top ten because it sounded like something from, like, the late 80s early 90s yeah. oh we're gonna return to that concert later <laughs> oh yeah it's, um but yeah uh it's i mean it's i got all the way through this one <laughs> versus some other ones and it i'm not sure what she's thinking about i'm not sure what's going on in the song but it's really pretty danceable yeah <laughs> it catchy Catchy. It's a, it's a catchy dance song. Yeah. Yeah, and she's got a better voice than is strictly needed for this kind of music. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And the uh, the video is kind of interesting, also. So. Ooh, I gotta see that. You gotta see the video. All right. So moving on to Drake who, as far as I understand, he's been out of things for a little while. Except for memes. Hmm. <laughs> That's right. All right, Drake with Diplomatic Immunity. My body isn't much of a sacred temple With vodka and wine and sleep at the opposite times Promise shit is getting out of line like when you make a stencil Or getting out of line like when you break a pencil Violating the Treaty of Versailles, champagne is the alias, but no cease and desist. And I, I refuse to come All right. Now, while I'm not a huge rap fan, I can get on board with some stuff, and I was almost kind of on board with this until you're out of line, like when you break a pencil. Well, I mean, that's the thing is Drake is a punchline rapper, and this is uh, spoiler alert. This is my least favorite of his two songs. Uh, he relies a little too heavily on slide rhymes to get to those punchlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but, and that's—I mean, it's—it's it's the Beastie Boys syndrome where it's like you're just—you're writing your rhymes and then you're like putting the words in there just to make it—you know—it's like you're writing the words that rhyme first and then you're just filling in words just to get to that word. But there is some clever wordplay throughout, and that's one of the things that I, I think uh, you've got like. Uh, uh, shit, I'm blanking right now. There, there's a couple other Young Money artists who do that, and I think he's a little better at doing that. But this is definitely, in my opinion, not a good song. I would agree. This would be... It's, yeah. 
it's not sonically interesting. That's the thing. I mean, it's it's fine to to be proficient at rapping or to write a good lyric or to whatever it is you know about that piece of it. But you got to have something to it to make you want to listen to it because you know listening to a book on tape it's like okay cool that was a good book you never have to listen to it again but you know with the music you got to have something that brings you back to it that makes you want to listen to it again and this song and the other song i just by the time it was done i was like oh okay so that happened yeah and like a a studio performed and and polished song shouldn't lyrically sound like a bad rap street battle well, I mean, Young Money, a lot of their stuff uh, is going to sound like mixtapes because, I mean, that's what Lil Wayne came up on. And he's another punchline rapper, and I don't think he's as good as Drake is. Okay, back it up. Punchline rapper, define that for me. Uh, when I, you're talking about a punchline rapper, what is most important is the wordplay. Like, everything rhymes, but you'll have clever uh, puns or double entendres in the middle of, like, I set this up. And then when uh, I, I resolve the rhyme, what I've said is either a pun or a double entendre. Okay. That's like the punchline of a joke. Little Wayne, that's like his whole shtick. And okay. Drake does that a little bit. Uh, I mean, if there's anybody from Young Money who doesn't do that, it'd be like Tyga or Nicki Minaj. Like you'll, you'll, you'll make a, a reference to calling somebody, um, I don't know, like uh, Mr. Cleaver, because... He won't hit the beaver or something like that, you know, blah, blah, you know. Yeah, there's some good punchlines in a uh, group I really like called Army of the Pharaohs where they'll talk about uh, be like a vegan caterer because they don't have beef with anybody. Okay, I can appreciate that. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's, it's clever writing, but I mean, sometimes it makes for really clunky singing clunky well rapping. i mean i i can't totally give them crap for it i mean because i listening to this at the same time i, I mean i like the steve miller band and they rec- at one point they rhyme taxes and facts is together i mean so seriously sure. it's, you know you get that's if, a slide rhyme yeah i mean you can't really blame them for it i mean if you're if you're stuck in the corner you find the best way to get it get out of it yeah, the actual line I was trying to remember from AOTP was "fuck up your teeth like cheap fronts." Vegan caterers ain't never handled beef once. <laughs> huh? He says, not knowing what to say about that. <laughs> okay. so, Joel, what about you, man? No, he agreed with me. Oh, he did. Yeah, okay. like I said, it, there's no, there's nothing sonically interesting, and for me, I want, I want something to make me want to come back and listen again. Okay. And when it's just the same thing over and over and there's just the words to go on with it, uh, you listen to it once and you're like, okay, I get it. I'm done. It's not anything I need to hear again. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm at the same. Oh, maybe I'm the most positive on this, but this is definitely one that I don't think it's a good song either. Okay. I'll stick to his memes. Well, I will move on to Halsey, who has Bad at Love. And uh, here she is. I don't mean to frustrate, but I always make the same mistakes, yeah, always make the same mistakes, cause I'm bad in love, ooh, ooh, but you can't blame me for trying, you know I'd be lying, saying, do you All right. That is Halsey, and uh, what was the song? She was actually on the last top ten, wasn't she? Yeah, I was going to say, if she sounds familiar to you, that's because she's on the Chainsmokers track from last year. Right. Which I was completely all in on. 
Yeah. This sounds like something you would hear at uh, JCPenney's when you're shopping for slacks. But <laughs> but when I say that, what? I, don't, I don't mean it as a negative in this sense because she's they, got a really great voice. And they're really nice JCPenney slacks. <laughs> right. Yeah. If this is not on the jukebox at the chocolate shop in Riverdale, I will be shocked. Oh, man. Just, I got to start watching Riverdale again. <laughs> there's just something about her voice that I, I really like. Even if the music is kind of mediocre, I just, I don't know. That's well, funny. I'm kind of almost the opposite. I don't like her voice, but I think lyrically this song is really good. I, I liked a lot of, of the lyrics, and I, I just didn't care for her uh, singing. Hmm. Yeah. See, yeah, this was another pleasant surprise for me. This was not the uh, uh, one of the three I already knew. See, I'd heard this song before. I don't know where. Jason <laughs> He bought I, some slacks. I was, I was shopping for some for stain resistant slacks and somewhere, and I don't remember where. Wait a second. JC Petty <laughs> has stain resistant slacks now. <laughs> yeah, they're right next to the Hagger fat guy pants. <laughs> Hagger the horrible. No, Mike Hagger, like the wrestler, <laughs> like the guy from, <laughs> oh, from Final Fight. The guy from Final Fight. Nice. <laughs> oh my I god! I know they're fat guy pants because I own three pair. <laughs> All right, I I really like this song. I think Halsey's got some. Gr- I like her voice. She's got a a deeper, less. Uh, uh, it's almost pinkish. Yeah, almost pinkish, but not as I'm driving a minivan. Pinkish. I don't like pink either. Oh, I really like pink. Uh, but uh, I'm in the Josh every pink. time a pink song comes on, I change it the station. Oh, I like pink. I, you know, okay. Here, let me let me give you a reason why I don't like pink. Because when I was working at Trader Joe's and a pink song would come on the radio, all the soccer moms that were only working there for the couple, you know, for a few hours a day while my kids are at school just to get out, they'll be like, "Oh my God, this is my jam." I'm like, oh, "Shut up." Your problem is associating with soccer moms. Well, I had no choice. To do with pink. <laughs> They, I had absolutely no choice in the matter. They worked there. And then they'd say fun I'm fact, gluten fucking free. Fun fact, uh, Halsey's real name is Ashley Nicolette Frangipane. She should have stuck with that. <laughs> Can't figure out why she didn't. Jeez. I think she lived on the same block with Lady Gaga. When she, when she was young, she was known for being really smart. They called her Cerebral. That was her nickname. Cerebral Halsey. <laughs> what the fuck? Shut up. You didn't have to finish a joke and I was already laughing, you asshole. Uh, get some mad, mad... I don't even remember the, the joke I made earlier anymore. Okay, so moving on. We have got Bruno Mars and whoever it is that says that they wrote the song along with him. Who was that? Cardi um, B. Who do, huh? Cardi B. Cardi B. Which I believe is just Belle Biv DeVoe under her name. <laughs> I was... I was <laughs> let's hear the song. Though. Okay, yeah, let's hear the song. You'll get the joke. Finesse. Finesse. Look, I don't mean to frustrate, but I always make this... Okay, that's the wrong one. Hang on. I got the right one here. That was Halsey. That was Halsey. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's try it again. Here we go. Oh, 
trust a big button a smile. Yeah. <laughs> Poison. Poison. Exactly. It was, I was listening to this while we were cooking, and even Susanna's like, is this that song from, you know, me and the crew used to do her thing? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's who this is. I hope they got credit. It's driving me out of my, my hand. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, this is Belle Biv DeVoe. And they didn't, and you know what it is? They didn't even hide it. And if you watch the video, the video is literally a Fresh Prince uh, set. And then later on, when um, uh, when Bruno Mars falls full into it, he's doing his dance thing and the singing on the uh, set of In Living Color. <laughs> I wish I was joking about that. No, it is literally the set of jo- in, in, living, in Living Color. They've got like the... We're not ripping them off. It's an homage. Yeah, well, no, I mean, you know what the thing is? They, they, there is a lot of 80s, 90 hip-hop in this. But they didn't take so much that they completely ripped it off. I think it, I think it is definitely an honoring of it. But, heck. And that's the thing is, I love... Oh, I'm echoing... Yeah, we're all like, did you turn the volume off when you after you played the song? No, I did nothing different than I've ever done. Well, we're not echoing anymore now, so. Okay. Moving uh, on. That's the thing is, like, if someone was going to say, I'm going to make a new Belle Biv DeVoe circa 1992 album, I am all fucking in. So I'm okay with this song. Mm-hmm. It'd be great if Belle Biv DeVoe had anything to do with it. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't dislike this song, but it definitely felt a little forced and it's kind of like it's pretty much my, my least favorite Bruno Mars song I've heard so far but I, I, I didn't hate it it just was kind of eh alright that, that, that's a song I listen to I have no problems with Bruno Mars whatsoever me either I think he's this generation's Michael Jackson every time we hear one of his songs I'm like I can't help it I like this song <laughs> and this was no exception to that even if it was very reminiscent of another artist it was still a fantastic song. It was just a lot of fun and a, a great throwback. Yeah, I mean it's a throwback, but it's not a. F- I, it's a throwback, but it's not a complete ripoff. Yeah, I mean even Uptown Funk was probably popular because it felt like a throwback. Like if he just wants to revisit various periods in musical history for the rest of his career, I'm cool with that. And he'll he'll have a career out of it, and he'll have fans for sure. Mm-hmm. But no, it's um I. Against the 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 fat ass portion of it, I was kind of iffy on, because I don't know who Cardi B is. Well, I mean, even that, like, that's more of a throwback to Mary J. Blige, which okay. might be a little outside your. No, I know who she is, but I never listened to her. Right. Form. I mean, that's that's more who she was channeling, while he was clearly channeling Belle Bill DeVoe. <laughs> okay. Shall we move on? We'd better. All right, so after Finesse, Bruno Mars, and Cardi B, number four currently is Rockstar with Post Malone featuring 21 Savage. I'm not sure where I stand on this song because I listened to it and I liked it. I watched yeah. the video and it was like a neckbeard wet dream. 
I don't know what it is about this, but this was another pleasant surprise for me. I really like this song. I I enjoyed the song. I mean, I and if I I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he's actually doing that tremolo in his voice and he's not relying on some sort of software to do it. Oh, it was software. Oh, shut up. I don't think it was. You know, for by all rights, I should really <clears throat> like this song because it's very reminiscent of Fetty Wap. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It something about it just didn't hit me personally. I'm curious what Wait. Pat's thinking though. No, I'm jumping back. This isn't what This is Rockstar. Yes. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> well, what did you not like this song? I'm not sure now. <laughs> I well, I'm pretty sure that I hated this song. So, hated it. Did you watch the video or are you just listening? No, I did not. I only heard it. I have a feeling if you watched the video you would you would hate it more. <laughs> It's it's not a bad video. I just have a feeling that you. Okay, like, so is a name. Okay, this is where I'm getting confused, and this is yeah. going to be my suburbanite coming out right here. <laughs> I'm telling you this right now. Post Malone is the guy singing. Yes. Rockstar is the name of it. Yes. yes. Who the hell is Twenty One Savage? Whoever it is that sings along with him or does a little. Okay. Uh... Because this is where I got confused because. For a split second there, I thought Rockstar was the person singing along with him, and Savage was the name of the song because in the video he's cutting everybody up with a katana. Right. I mean, he goes up against the crazy, uh, crazy eighty-eight in this in the yes. music video, and he's he's I, I can't put it any other way. He's a freaking neckbeard. <laughs> well, Twenty One Savage is a guy who's got like a tattoo of a cross in the middle of his forehead. Yes, I saw him. Yeah, that's that's the rapper. That's Twenty One Savage. Okay. The uh, uh, Post Malone kind of looks like a heavy set guy with dreads. Like if I don't know if no. Stevie Wonder ate too many pizzas and became a neckbeard. Yeah, that's that's Post Malone. Okay. All right. So then, okay, I am right then. All right, moving on. <laughs> I hated it. But the video made—I I, I like this song, but the video made me really confused about everything going on. Joel, I already commented. Fuck you! I'm trying to get you to dig me out of this hole, man. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to Havana by Camila Cabello, yeah, featuring Young Thug. Let's do that. <laughs> Thug. All right, Josh. This is the second of the songs that I was already familiar with. And I know this is like this year's party rock. It's going to be a completely forgettable song in like a year. But I can't help but love it for some reason. I, I don't know what it is i think it might be because i heard a cover before i heard the original okay it reminds me a lot of uh, like uh think oh no shit what was the one from last year uh, uh ed sheeran no with uh, <laughs> with the exercise bikes ed oh sheeran. um ariana grande's uh, uh walking side to side yeah, that's the one. It, it, it hits the same notes for me as walking side to side. I like this one because of the Latin side to it. 
Yeah. I mean, I I really enjoy Latin music. Surprise. Um, this <gasps> what? <gasps> well, it's a crossover for the tiki love. Yeah, it really is. And you, this song reminded me. Have you guys heard ever heard of a song called Mondo Bongo? No. Um, have you ever seen Mr. And Mrs. Smith? Yes. Okay. The song that's playing when they're dancing after drinking the bottle of tequila in the rain? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Anyway. Well, here. Hang on. It's got that, this is that, that style that I hear in the background of this. Cubano. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I really like that style of music. And you're like, and you're right, Pat, with the whole tiki side of things. I mean, this is that kind of like background type music. I really dug this song. I mean, even the parts. I mean, yeah, believe it or not, the white guy. Even with we've parts with Young Thug in there, I enjoyed that because it meshed really well with the rest of the song. Now, see, to me, this song felt like a song by Committee, where if they would have left him out of it, it would have been more enjoyable to me. But, I 100% agree with that. No, and see, I do agree with that. I think it would have been better. I mean, if they had let her keep singing, because I think her voice is amazing. She's got a great voice. And Pat, watch the video. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah I mean, she's and she's gorgeous, and, and and the video is very funny, and and the dance scene. They, I mean, she knows how to dance. They've got a great. I mean, they got that Latin dance type thing going on in there. I think they could have done without. Um, Young Thug being in there and it would have been a better song but I didn't particularly dislike it because of it I would have liked it more if he wasn't there but I didn't like it less because he was there does that make sense? yeah yeah, I agree with that so shall we move on? Mm-hmm. that was my sultry voice and now the uh, revenge uh, Josh's revenge no no Ed <laughs> Sheeran the, yeah. the giant ginger infant yes yeah, so uh, if you are a first-time listener of these type of of episodes, go back to our first. Can first... they? Can't. Yeah, they can go back. That's on. Is there. that one up yet? Yeah, it is. Uh, go back to our first one where Josh refers to Ed Sheeran as a giant ginger infant, and then apparently he listened and decided to be on the top ten for the rest of his life, <laughs> just to prove it to Josh. All right, moving on. We've got Ed Sheeran with Perfect. I whispered underneath my breath But you heard it Darling, you look perfect tonight Alright, I like it, but it's towing the line of being this generation's You Look Wonderful Tonight. Oh my god, I was thinking (laughs) exactly the same thing. This is definitely going to be played at weddings for the rest of eternity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, at least sh- until next year. Yeah, yeah, this is probably my least favorite of all the Ed Sheeran songs we've covered, and I have been converted into a fan. Mm-hmm. But it's still pretty okay. Yeah, even his – this is his I, – I would have to say this is m- mediocre. This is him doing a ballad. It's not really anything incredible. I mean, given the choice between the two, I personally like – um. Uh, Castle at the end of the road. Oh, uh, Castle on the hill. Castle on the hill. That one is amazing, and I wish he could have put that kind of effort into this song. But this one almost seems like 
hey, Ed, you don't have a ballad in this album. You got to put one in there for this. We need a wedding song in here somewhere. Hey, Ed, 40 Go Hand 14's got an episode coming up. You better uh, get on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just blown away by the fact that Mike exactly, because I had in my notes that this is Ed Sheeran's You Look Wonderful Tonight. Like, no, exactly that song. That is the, it literally, when I was listening to it, I'm like, that's what this is. There is no other way to way around it. This is exactly what this song is. It's Ed Sheeran's Wonderful Tonight. I mean, it's not a bad is he thing. Or, or dating somebody that he wrote this song for? I don't think. Well, or, he might be dating, but maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while. Maybe he's dating the Muppet from five years ago. <laughs> um, he's not married. It looks like, but, all right, but no, I mean, it's, and Josh, and that was exactly the thing. It's like when, when it hit the chorus and it's, he started singing perfect. It was like wonderful tonight. That's exactly what this song is. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, this is the third of three of the songs that I heard before. Eh. Very I nice. like Ed Sheeran. And I think I've said that on every episode. This, however, is not one of those songs that <clears throat> will stick out in my memory. No, I mean, that's, and, but that's the thing. It's not a, it, it's calculated and created to be a wedding song. That's what I honestly think this is. We need a song that, and we need an Ed Sheeran song that they're going to play at weddings and that they're going to want for this situation. I think, I think that's what this song is. I think that's literally why this song was made. But yeah, it's just a, it's a it's a song. It's a serviceable ballad. That's about it. All right, Josh, you bastard. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is great radio. What Josh posted in the <laughs> chat was making me cry right now. I'm laughing so hard. All right, Joel. Now it's your your responsibility to post that to the Facebook page so people know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> oh my god. All right, now Ed, "Perfect" by Ed Sheeran is at number two, and number one is Drake again with God's plan. So yeah, here we go. She say, do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. 50 dub. I even got it tatted on me. 81. Once again, all right, once again, I have grabbed that. I only love my mom and my bed and I'm sorry. I mean, that's probably the least representative sample of this song. This this was one that, while I don't think it's a triumph, I liked this a lot better than the other one, and I would say this passes the line between dislike and like for me. I actually enjoyed this one. Okay. Joel? I've got kind of the same argument. I, uh, the music is serves a purpose of getting from the beginning to the end, but... I don't know. It just doesn't doesn't have a hook for me anywhere. I don't get it. Patrick? Yeah, I, I don't... <laughs> I did not appreciate this song at all. Let's just put it that way. I, did, I mean, both of these songs of Drake's just feel like... Just, just feel like shitty, lazy rhymes. And it just... I don't know. I, I don't understand the popularity. Well, he sounds like he's phoning it in. Yeah, that's exactly how it feels to... You know, it's like... 
just seems like he's like, all right, fine, I'll put out an album. Unless that's the way his voice always sounds. I mean, I'd say that is kind of the way his voice always sounds, and he is a better technical rapper than many of the others in his little slice, his little style of rapping. So, I mean, if you're already a fan of that, you consider him the best of that kind of genre. I'm not a fan of that, and some of his stuff ends up as pretty okay to me. I'm going to let you know something. These are the first two Drake songs I've ever heard in this top ten. He's got much better stuff out there. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't at least seen the video that the meme's from. No, I mean, I haven't even been like, hey, I gotta go check this out. Like, Hotline Bling was legit all over the place for a while. See, I know the name. Wait a second, Hotline Bling. Do I know I think you would recognize that song. Yeah, that's probably his biggest hit. Oh, that's the one with the with the. Looks like he's farting. Oh, you know I and this is gonna sound ridiculous. I know it from the meme, but I have never listened to the song. Yeah, it's actually a pretty decent song, okay. even though it is the most probably the most poppy of his songs. Okay. Yeah, actually, I I, I enjoy that song. All right. To stay on topic, I did not enjoy either of these Drake songs. Yeah. Fair enough. Are we to the point where we want to choose a best from then, best from now, and best overall? Yeah, I think we are. And I'm going to start with Pat. Best of then. Ooh, hungry eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Doubtful. Mm. Hmm. You only have one of these ten songs to take with you to a desert island. What is it? The way you make me feel. Nice. Joel? I am with Pat. The way you make me feel. Unfortunately, it's shockingly obvious that if it's got to be the way you make me feel from then. We know what Mike's going to say. The way you make me feel. Over, over e- I need you tonight. Over I need you tonight because while I do love in excess unabashedly, I need you tonight is, in my opinion, not their best song. So uh, out of these ten, I would take the way you make me feel. Michael wow. Richards is rolling over in his grave right now. Okay, that's funny because he's not dead. Yeah, Michael Hutchins is dead. Michael Hutchins is dead. Christopher oh. Hitchens is dead. That was the <laughs> joke. You... Oh, you, well, you forgot to put the joke sign up, dude. We told you about that. Oh. Okay, it's up now. Okay, good. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh my yes. God, you're a dick. Um... The, see, the thing is with me, with In Excess, I mean, I do love Need You Tonight, but they have so many better songs. I mean, like off the off the uh, cry, uh, off the uh, Lost Boys soundtrack, Good Times is an amazing song. The One Thing from Shabu Shaba, uh, By My Side, Devil Inside, Suicide Blonde are all better songs, in my opinion. So uh, You're speaking my language with Suicide Blonde. Suicide Blonde. I can't argue with you. The harmonica in that. I mean, I hate, hate to say that. It's a ridiculous statement, but the harmonica in Suicide Blonde is amazing. So anyway, moving on. So we're all on the Jackson train. Woo-hoo. We're going to run a train on Jackson. Yikes. <laughs> okay, you should have stopped. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Top 10. 2018. What are we looking at? Josh. Oh, it's my heart is in Havana. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Your whole heart, not just half of it. 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, I'm gonna go with finesse, Bruno Mars. Really? Yeah. Patrick. Havana. I I hate to be tropish, but Havana. It it's a great song. It has great rhythm. And I can dance to it. Even over thunder from Imagine Dragons. No, you can't. What? <laughs> Apparently, Patrick's eating rolls. Yeah. Are you done with your Hawaiian rolls, dude? What, what are you eating over there? I had my mic muted because I'm eating a cookie, but when you said I could dance to it, I couldn't stop myself. I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> dance better than you, bitch. But I'm not trying to claim I'm out there dancing to anything. I will dance to this. I have a wedding coming up in two weeks. I will have a video of dancing to this. Well, Susie's going to be surprised. No, no, no. God. Joel, what do we have coming up next week? Uh, we are going to be <laughs> uh, we're going to be tapping into our space love with a little Galaxy Quest versus the recent uh, TV series that has just hit its uh, second season about to start soon, The Orville. Hmm. Yeah, if you want to give us a call and uh, give us your thoughts on modern music or uh, the top 10 from 1988. Eight. Yeah. You want to tell us how awesome I Want to Be Your Man by Roger is? Want to be your man. You give us a call at 708 now rap. That's 708-669-9727. Right. And uh, if you want to find our older stuff, remember iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, Noon FM, and other podcasting services. And if you are in the Illinois area and want to see us, come on out to LodgeCon 2017. You can find it on Facebook and on uh, the interwebs. That's going to be February 10th. And uh, watch us do a panel and uh, join in on one of our live shows. Our first and only live show. Well, first. And only. Aw. That sounded ominous. I'm totally not planning on murdering you guys. <laughs> well, I don't plan on being around for a second one. I want to see you, man. All right. So come back next week and listen to us talk about the Orville versus uh, Galaxy Quest, which should be fun. Pew, pew. Yay. I'm not entirely sure. Like to live dangerously. An EpiPen would have helped in that situation. I mean, right. Well, I'm saying whatever the equivalent of an EpiPen in Oz would be, you know, for your water allergy. She can't have been the only one. <laughs> <laughs>